Welcome to this episode of the Greater Phoenix Chambers podcast. Let's talk business Phoenix with your host, me, Todd Sanders, President and CEO of the Greater Phoenix Chamber. In each episode, we're going to tackle important issues and subjects affecting businesses, our community, and the state today. Through relevant, timely topics, this podcast serves as the business community's voice with a mission of championing business growth, identifying problems that restrict economic development, and convening community leaders to move Phoenix forward. Let's Talk Business Phoenix was produced in partnership with Ideas Collide, an agency offering a full suite of custom marketing solutions for your brand's unique challenges. Make a connection at ideascollide.com. Well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we are honored to have uh, Mr. David Rousseau here with us today, who is the chairman of the Super Bowl committee. The Super Bowl is going to be here uh, in Arizona this year, so we're thrilled about that. His day job, chairman of the Salt River Project. Um, David, welcome. Thanks, Todd. Good to be here. Thanks for being here. Um, for, for those few people out there who may not know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I think, I don't know that it's all that unique, uh, but my family's been here for several generations and migrated uh, in the late 1800s uh, to Phoenix. And and uh, so uh, largely agricultural um, involvement over, the, over those generations. And then uh, I had an opportunity kind of the second half of my career to go from being a vegetable farmer to playing a role in SRP's governance. And so I'm president of their board, as you pointed out. And, and that's been a gratifying mission to be part of. And we belong to our customers and I think uh, have been able to manage an enterprise uh, the right way. So multi-generational here in Arizona, which is pretty unusual. Um, are you the first person in the family to be involved with SRP? No, my uh, my great grandfather actually was one of the petitioners when the Reclamation Act was first formed by Teddy Roosevelt in 1902 uh, to to petition to get a reclamation project awarded, which ultimately came to life in the form of Roosevelt Dam and our canal system. And and so our family's been involved. Again, you couldn't be uh, a participant in the ag industry here and not also take an interest in what was happening with Salt River Project. The two are interrelated. And, and so it's been an interesting career to, my dad had been on the board at SRP when I was growing up in high school. And so back in the seventies and eighties. And so it's been a fun kind of family, uh, uh, pursuit to, to participate in. Absolutely. It's amazing to think your family has had such an impact on our state for so long. And I guess it's, um, it makes sense that you would be involved with bringing the Super Bowl to Arizona. Well, I think SRP views itself, uh, along with APS and Tucson Electric as, um, economic development engines for our economy and the community. And ultimately, I think we're all in agreement that we want better jobs, better education system, and everything that goes with that or follows. And, and, um, so part of that is to, um, serve up this opportunity that the Super Bowl represents to really highlight what's great about our our community, our economy, and our and our region um, while the whole world's watching. Absolutely, and and they will be watching uh, very soon. Um, speaking about you, I, I I hear that you have this idea of a perfect day, and there's three parts to that. Can you can you tell us about what that perfect day looks like? For me, it's it's about sort of. Um, not taking our health for granted and being yes. active. And so for me, uh, we, we refer to these five-star days where you have five different activities throughout the day. And, and, uh, um, and it usually involves burning calories and, and burning or generating an appetite, corresponding appetite to backfill those calories. 
Um, and so I think that's probably as close to a perfect day as possible. If there, mm -hmm. if you could have several forms of exercise and, and activity and sometimes not all, always congruent with work, obviously. Right. Ab absolutely. That, that certainly is good. And a lot of opportunities for that. Um, so in terms of chairmanship, am I, am I right in that this isn't your first rodeo in terms of being chair? Yeah, I, I think I'm either really bad at, at uh, handing off the responsibility. I had the good fortune of getting to do this the last time the Super Bowl came to town for the 2015 game. Uh, and really probably one of the things I would point to is the most successful thing I did with that game was hiring Jay Perry to run it. And, and I'd gotten uh, asked to do the, do the role by our owner, Michael Bidwell, and whose family is responsible for the opportunity to begin with. Um, but when I hired Jay, she did such a fantastic job of executing last time, um, doing, staying in the role in my role and which is diminutive compared to what she's done in terms of leadership and, and running a professional staff is get her retention and her willingness to do it again has really kind of served as a easy one that I'm selfishly, maybe not excited about hanging, handing off. Eventually that's going to have to happen. I won't be involved in a third game. And, and yet I think a lot of the successful delivery on the first promise is to is that you're back in contention to get the game again right. and i think that's been a, a nice compliment to the valley and everything that goes into staging a game or hosting a game is the fact that we're on a regular cadence that would appear with the nfl so um and i agree jay is a force of nature so great pick there um tell us a little bit about uh the the committee and the the, the work that the committee does well, so we have a kind of a backbone of of individuals andy mccain as an example dan lewis uh, who have been, and Brett, I'll, I'll just rattle off a couple, um, uh, Brad Anderson and Earl Petsnick, and then Rusty Kennedy, who in honor of, uh, yes. uh, he, he's accomplished a lot on his own, but obviously is the son of Mike Kennedy, who was my predecessor and has a, a big shadow that he's, that he continues to cast here in the Valley and, and specifically in a sports realm. So that, that committee has been sort of, um, critical in supporting Jay's efforts as we go out into the community. We've had great success and support from the tourism industry here, the hotel and, and restaurant business. Um, we've got great municipal support from our, our, our mayors and, and city governments and, and supporting throughout the region from Glendale to Scottsdale and everybody in between. Um, and then what I've always continue to be uh, encouraged by is the reception that we enjoy with our corporate partners and yeah. the fact that they look at this as if we're going to have a headquarter and um, and have it be a world class city that that houses our headquarters. There's a responsibility that goes with that. And and so there's examples, whether it's PetSmart, Freeport Mac brand, APS, SRP. Um, it's been terrific. Well, and that's such an important part and, and, and critical part of making sure the game stays here. Um, speaking of that, what, what makes us so attractive? I mean, obviously weather, but what else? Well, I, on the weather front, I remember having an interview with somebody from the New, New England media that was here in 2015. And it was sprinkling that day off and on. And it was in the low 60s. And I was apologizing. And their family was in Nantucket and hadn't had power for five days and were worried that they might have frozen to death. And so, so yes, weather, I think weather might be the first two or three okay. answers in a, in a, in a, to that question. But on top of that, I think, uh, you know, one aspect 
aspect, we would not be successful if not for thousands, literally thousands of volunteers. And um, I remember when we were going to the New York game and working with our counterparts there, they were trying to get across an effort with their volunteers to reverse the stereotype, negative stereotype that New Yorkers have, which is you might get stepped over or, or if for heaven's sakes, don't be caught in a crosswalk, right? right? When the light changes and, you know, we don't have to train our volunteers that way. Our volunteers are already sort of have and enjoy us, thankfully, a, a Southwestern hospitality that I think permeates that community and inherent in the fact that they're willing to invest their time and energy and in, in putting the best foot forward for our state. Uh, we're very fortunate on that front. And I think it has a lot to do with our success. It's amazing to see how when, when we're, there's a need, people raise their hands. Um, and they get involved. And that's, I think, a huge part of our success. Absolutely. So um, I understand there's four pillars of focus for the committee. Can you talk about those? Yeah, I think it's it's uh, education, health and wellness, DEI and, and, um, and, and sustainability. And I think those are really a microcosm of the, the uh, forces in our community. And I think in every uh, business setting and, and every community context, those, those are all relevant. So not surprisingly, we've incorporated those into our legacy grants program as the focus. And so we're going to award in excess of $2 million in partnership with the NFL to our nonprofit community. Uh, and we're using those as the, um, as the, uh, goalposts, if you will, for, for where that emphasis and investment should be made. That's and again, fantastic. the goal is to try to outlive the the game right. and, and um, as much enthusiasm as the Super Bowl or the mere mention of the Super Bowl elicits, uh, it's going to be over uh, at some point on on that late in, in the day on that Sunday. And uh, and so it's our objective. And those of us that have spent years literally at this chore, I think, want to be able to point to somewhat of an ongoing legacy. And so we're very fortunate to we've worked with Arizona Community Foundation mm. uh, in making those awards. And we have a very uh, Nicole Bidwell and Andy McCain and Earl Pesnick have served representing the board on making those awards. And, and we're very proud of that record and wish we had more money to give to more more nonprofits. But Again, our dollars, a lot of money. Well, and, we, and again, we're very proud of that and everything that goes into it and all the corporate partners that have helped us. So you mentioned sort of long-term impact. And I think people talk about the impact of a Super Bowl as a one-time thing, but it really isn't. I remember the last Super Bowl, um, Governor Ducey was front and center, for instance. The city of Phoenix was front and center in courting companies. And I, I think there was a lot of success um, during the last Super Bowl bringing companies here. Can you talk a little bit about the economic impact of the, of the game? Sure. I think, you know, Olympics and World Cups and Super Bowls to a much lesser extent have a uh, an image challenge, if you will. And I think it has to do with major investment projects that go into hosting those types of, of, of mega sporting events. The Super Bowl, thankfully, we're blessed with a wonderful stadium uh, in State Farm Stadium. Um, so we don't have to make those kinds of infrastructure investments in order to host a Super Bowl. So I think that's one inherent advantage off the top. But the other thing is, uh, again, this notion of having an ongoing impact. Uh, we've, we were the first Super Bowl host committee that I'm aware of last time. And it, it 
really actually dates to our 2008 game of having an intention around having a visiting CEO program. So this time, as an example, we'll partner with Sandra Watson and Arizona Commerce Authority and have 70 different CEOs that are from represent targeted companies that are either looking to expand here or locate here. Uh, And there'll be our guests. um, And so we fundraise intentionally to host those 70 plus a guest. And the idea is, and if, again, you, the, not necessarily in the case of my family, having been here as long as they were, uh, I think it must have been really dire wherever we were leaving, and which was Kentucky at the time, in order to, to trek out here without just the promise of maybe somebody would build a dam. Um, but, but in terms of this economy right now, uh, I think there's a, there's a huge desire to, um, you know, tell that best story about, uh, about, you know, why, why people are here. And, and so if we can do that with the CEO audience, um, I think what you see, if, if history repeats itself is the n- a number of those people will come back on family vacations, or they may have a, have a corporate retreat here, right. or may decide to open a satellite office or buy a second home here. And, and ultimately that's, that's been the formula that seeded most of, of, um, our, um, our immigrant population that has migrated here from other parts. Well, it's amazing to think that that could happen, that we could have a CEO among the 70s that, that decides to come and, and set up a, a, a satellite here and employ Arizonans, right? And Absolutely. long after we, 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 uh, the Super Bowl's over, um, to have that lasting impact. And we're probably having it from the 15 and, and the 08 Super Bowl. Sure. As well. Yeah. No, I think this, uh, Sandra Watson has, has quoted, I think 20 companies that, that, uh, arrive vis-a-vis this same program in 2015. And so we're looking to, to add to that number. The actual spin, incremental spin that week, ASU study in, in 2015 revealed that there was a $720 million uh, incremental spend that week and, and corresponding impact on, on whether that's travel assets or tourism assets or just purely spending here. Um, so that's $720 million and not to, to apologize for that, but the kind of ongoing impact that we're looking to have is, is through while we've got the world's attention is to try to promote these kinds of programs that we have in partnership with Arizona Commerce Authority. And hopefully we won't have fog on the, right. the game. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it usually lifts here for some right. reason. It's, yeah. it's funny. Um, so you, you did mention infrastructure. We're certainly not like a, a Detroit, but are there some infrastructure type of needs that, that occur as a result of the game? No, well, I, I, not this game, not, not that we needed to, to confront or address um, I think what, what you've seen in other markets, New Orleans hosted Super Bowl, and it was the first time anything of any major consequence had been in New Orleans post-Katrina. And they built a number of, of public projects that were inspired around the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sandy mm-hmm. in the New York, New Jersey, in advance of the New York, New Jersey game created the same opportunity. We've actually been fairly fortunate on the on the uh, weather catastrophe yeah. front, and so we don't have that kind of model to rebuild from. And I think it's more a matter of our bigger challenge on, on future games vying for those to host those has has more to do with the fact that the NFL awards games to new mark new stadium markets, and so obviously SoFi Stadium in Los right. Angeles, which hosted the game last year. 
and uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders will host the game next year uh, in Las Vegas. And so now you have two additional warm weather markets with brand new yeah. stadiums. And so I think how we how we react to that is, again, we want to over deliver on the promise and, and of our f- fulfillment with the bid this time. But I think we need to have an eye towards, you know, how do you the next generation of, of uh, host committee chairs will have to be focused on that. Um, probably the, the, the best idea and, and the one that we were uh, excited to get an affirmative answer to was asking and getting Larry Fitzgerald to join our um, host committee board and serve as, as our executive chair. And I, I've always been a huge Larry fan, but the opportunity to have him uh, dispatched in this role has been super gratifying to see and he's been phenomenal and and incredibly generous with his time and energy so well hard to say no to larry fitzgerald (laughs) who doesn't like him there that is funny for some reason he gets more attention when we uh, when we show up at the same venue yes yeah i'm sure that i'm sure that definitely works Um, so when we're thinking about local businesses, uh, that want to capitalize on the game, you know, what are some ways that they can capitalize on the game? Well, we have a very active business connect program that's allowed people a a process to become an NFL vendor. Um, and so that's a very active program that the NFL cares about and the host committee has done a, a good job of supporting, um, there's an intention around uh, women and minority-owned businesses there in, the, in Business Connect. Again, the legacy uh, program. I think the biggest opportunity everybody has is to get involved. And you know, our um, when we have out-of-town visitors, you know, previously in previous cycles, uh, the one thing they marvel at is our region and the fact that Phoenix is kind of the center of the universe as it relates to uh, the festival building up to it. We'll have a free series, concert series with 40 some odd bands over several days leading up to the Super Bowl. And then we'll have the first ever watch party there at free at, uh, at Hans Park. Um, so there's a huge intention around downtown. The, the Suns Arena obviously complements that really well with kind of head, one headliner after the next uh, while everybody everybody's uh, attending to downtown. Uh, no secret, uh, the Waste Management Phoenix, uh, Phoenix mm-hmm. Open is, is no secret, rather. And the Thunderbirds do a fantastic job. And, and again, uh, true to their uh, mission statement and ours, they're promoting the Valley through sports. And, and so the fact that that's happening and all of the fanfare associated with it at the same time that the Super Bowl is about to happen uh, in this market and we're not bursting at the seams is impressive. And then obviously Glendale is going to be... Uh, all everything on the on game day, but they are also typically there will be a concert venue there adjacent to the stadium leading up to the game as well. So the ability to put on that kind of performance successfully has everything to do with prior uh, regimes that have made the necessary infrastructure investments in obviously transportation and and um, and then the tourism market has done a long gone a long ways towards making sure that we have sufficient hotel rooms to to host everybody once they get here. Well, I think. One question that people have is um, Sky Harbor. I mean, we know that it's one of the largest, uh, or we have most traffic from um, almost any any airport nationally. One of, the, one of the most, I think, we're busiest three airport runway in in the country. Um, are we ready from a airport perspective to handle that influx? 
Yeah, I think everything that I've um, heard or been privy to is is that's such a strength to our, our ability to host to have a uh, a close to to downtown or essentially located um, uh, airport that is that accustomed to large influx of, of visitors. We're, it's a big intention around our volunteer program is to have people as they get off the plane be greeted by volunteers that can instantly hopefully be local ambassadors to to not miss the opportunity to have somebody uh, go in the wrong direction. Well, I think that's tremendous. And thinking about uh, a market like Denver, for instance, I mean, yeah. you know, an hour out, uh, much, much nicer to have the airport closed. Um, in terms of game day, where are you going to be? What are you going to be doing? Tell us what that's going to look like. The people that have made this possible and, and to host for the Valley, to host this game, we're excited about basically kind of having a, a Thanksgiving-like celebration with them and and celebrating uh, the accomplishment and and really the realization of a long-term. It's something that a lot of other uh, economies and, and uh, states would be uh, very interested in, and and we're, we're lucky on one hand. This same opportunity in 2015 happened when just as Governor Ducey was coming in and he did a, a great job and in during his administration I think in 2018 this game was up for contention and so uh, Michael Bidwell and I uh, were sort of bookends on either end of of Governor Ducey who served as the best salesman to promote why the NFL should come back here and I, and we're excited and have been working with Governor Hobbs on on turning the page and and making sure that um, she gets she and her state get the appropriate attention and, and positive reaction to from all over the world that of the visitors that are coming in. Well, I think we're set up for success. Have, has has there been a Vegas chairman uh, identified yet? And, and if so, are you going to give him some, give him or her some pointers? Well, um, I'm sure there probably has been. Jay uh, would be able to answer that question more definitively, uh, given her um, her 24 seven involvement in this for the last 18 months after she agreed to do it. Um, I think my uh, my focus uh, is well, and, and really everything that I know about putting a host committee together and the success of hosting a game, uh, I, I gleaned from other markets. And so there's definitely a fraternity sorority around these events and you're sort of working yourself out of a job and everybody, I think it's such a, an exhausting effort that nobody really minds being out of work and, and they're typically very high, you know, winning successful personalities and they don't have any trouble when they're ready to have another job to, to land on their feet. Jay Perry is an example. Last time after doing this for the community, uh, was the chief, became the chief operating officer of the WNBA for several years. And, and, um, so I think there, so it's, it's really, yes, emphatically, if, if Vegas had a question, we'd be happy to, uh, pay it forward to them because we've certainly been the beneficiary of that from other other committees. Absolutely. Well, thank you for spending so much time with us today. We're going to do a quick lightning round. Very easy. Okay. Um, simple uh, answers. So what was your first job? My first job, I grew up on a farm and, and so it wasn't a job when I worked on our farm, but our neighbor, um, Mr. Brooks, uh, let me, I think I was 11 years old and I was okay. dri- driving a tractor for him and got, actually got paid for it. So that sounds like a good job. Yeah. What did you learn? Oh, I, I just learned that uh, I probably should should focus on an education because there was a monotony associated with driving a, a tractor in a field that uh, is hard to ignore. So dream job. What would be your, if you could do anything? 
Well, I, I think it, again, SRP being president of SRP is, is, uh, uh, not a bad uh, gig, certainly. Agreed. Um, but just because it's such a phenomenal institution and being able to to belong to your customers and not have a, the pressures of Wall Street. So I think professionally, I've landed in, in an ideal spot. And then, frankly, the ability to, even though Jay does the lion's share of the work, as we've already acknowledged, um, getting to work with sports has probably been the dream yeah. aspect. So just being adjacent to it and gaining insight on, on, um, you know, what, uh, Michael Bidwell's experiences with the Cardinals and their family history has been uh, sort of, uh, professionally gratifying to me because it's something that I always was interested in. And somehow reading the sports page cover to cover wasn't showing up as a positive anywhere in my, uh, in my life. So it's been a positive yeah. to be able to, and fun, obviously, to have this. Role to a degree. So in, in a way, you are sort of living the dream. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your leadership, not only um, with this very special event in Phoenix, but also um, your lifetime of community service um, to our state. So we, uh, we appreciate you being here and we'll, we'll love to have you back. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you.